Welcome to Grace and Glory Audio featuring Pastor P.G. Matthew, Bible teacher and pastor of Grace Valley Christian Center located in Davis, California. Today, Pastor Matthew continues on in the book of Romans with this message entitled, Freedom from Tyranny. If you have your Bible with you, please turn to Romans chapter 8, verse 2. Now, here's our teacher, Pastor P.G. Matthew. Heavenly Father, we pray that you teach us your ways, that we may be instructed in the way we should go. It is the narrow way. It is the way of righteousness. Jesus Christ is the way, the truth, and the life. So, God, help us to know your way that we may walk in it. Because knowing your way and not walking in it brings about divine wrath upon us. Help us, O Lord, not to accept anything else as the standard by which we live. Deliver us from conformity to the world and to its culture. Help us, O Lord, to be guided by your word alone. For this we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Who is a Christian? That's a good question, isn't it? Some people think a Christian is one who was born in so-called Christian lands, Europe. Or somebody who is born in a Lutheran church, a Catholic church, an Orthodox church, a Protestant church. A Christian Reformed Church. Or born even in this church. Who is a Christian? Something you need to think about. A Christian is one who is in Christ. United to Jesus Christ. Therefore his life. Flows into us. And we live in his life. A Christian is one concerning whom it can be said. There is therefore now no condemnation. And in the second verse of Romans 8. We find a second blessing. A Christian is one who is liberated. O God no mos tu pneumatos tezoes en Christo esu. For the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus set me free. Liberation, deliverance set me free from the law of sin and death. These two things Describe a Christian. No condemnation. He has experienced liberation from all evil. There is no condemnation, friends, to those who are in Christ Jesus. Because the Holy Spirit liberated us from the tyranny of sin. And death. And this liberation. Took place. 
because of God's own son our Lord Jesus Christ sent by the father from heaven dealt with our singular problem called sin sin problem has been dealt with it was sin that kept us from heaven from God and from one another and sin has been dealt a death blow by Christ's effectual atonement he dealt with sin problem once for all on Calvary's cross remember what Jesus said everyone who sins is a slave slaves of sin I'll tell you you can be liberated and enjoy these two blessings which we spoke about everyone who sins is a slave of sin so if the son sets you free you will indeed be free there is no one else who can set you free the man of Romans 7 7 through 25 was not a free man Whatever you can say about him, he was not a free man. He said, even the law came, sin revived, and I died. He was a prisoner of sin. He cried out for a deliverer. He was a wretched man, needing deliverance from the law of sin and death. And only God, through Jesus Christ, can set him free forever. Friends, sin is a great power on the face of the earth. Sin is a terror. Sin deceives people through pleasures of sin. Sin promises power and delivers slavery. It promises eternal life, delivers eternal death. Jesus said the thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy. Jesus came to give us life eternal by putting an end to our death by his death on the cross. Before we could only sin. Now, since we have been liberated, we have freedom. Not to sin. Freedom to fight against sin and win. And we have freedom, friends, to obey God. We have received in Christ Jesus not only pardon, but also power. Not only the guilt of sin is dealt with, but also its dominion. Its ruling power over our lives. Sin and death used to be kings. We read in Romans 5 and 6. They are no longer kings over us. Satan is not our Lord. As believers in Jesus Christ. We are in Christ Jesus. We have been set free forever. From the power of Satan. Power of sin. Power of death. Free at last and free forever. 
So we read in Romans 8 and verse 2. Just one verse. Take a look at it. For the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus. Freed me from the law of sin and death. The wretched man. The slave of sin. The prisoner. The one sold under sin. Is now set free. First. The word for, for. There is now therefore no condemnation because for. Why no condemnation in other words? Verse 2 gives the reason for verse 1. And verse 3 gives the reason for verse 2. Think sir, think, think, think logically. Christian life is logical sir. Don't contradict logic. I am speaking about biblical logic that begins with God. Sin is irrational. No condemnation because of our liberation accomplished by the Holy Spirit. No condemnation means no sentence and no execution of us. Why, you ask? Why no condemnation? Why no execution of you? And the reason given by the Holy Spirit is what? The Spirit of God. Spirit of Christ. Holy Spirit. Set all elect slaves of sin free. The law of sin and death is no match. For the infinite power of the spirit of life. Finally, there is a power that is greater than Satan. Greater than sin and greater than the power of death. And this great power in the person of the Holy Spirit is in me. Opposing all other powers that... Are intent on defeating me. The word law appears two times in this verse. First the law of the spirit of life. What should be the meaning that we should give to this word law? It is used in the New Testament. To mean the entire Old Testament. To mean the Pentateuch. To mean the Ten Commandments, the Mosaic Law, it can also mean the principal rule or governing authority. I give to this law, Honomas, in the phrase, the law of the spirit of life, I take it to mean the mighty ruling authority of the Holy Spirit. Number three, the law of the spirit of life. Spirit. Here is the Holy Spirit. Who applies Christ's redemption into every elect sinner. Friends, this is wonderful. To know Jesus Christ. And to hear no condemnation. You have been liberated by the mighty power of the Holy Ghost. Spirit applies Christ's redemption to every elect sinner. 
Paul mentioned the Holy Spirit four times before. But in chapter 8, Spirit is mentioned 20 times. No other chapter in the New Testament, Spirit is mentioned as many times. The Holy Spirit is the agent of our liberation. He is the actor. He is the worker. He did it. Liberated us. When the Holy Spirit opposes sin and death, Spirit always wins. God sent His Son to accomplish redemption. God and the Son sent the Holy Spirit, the third person of the Trinity, to apply this great redemption to you and me. Paul says in Galatians 4, But when the time had fully come, God sent his son born of a woman, born under the law, to redeem those under law, that we might receive full rights of sons. Because you are sons of God, God sent the spirit of his son into our hearts, the spirit who calls out Abba, Father. So you are no longer a slave. But a son. And since you are a son. God has made you also an heir. The Holy Spirit. Is life. As Christ is life. As Father is life. The Holy Spirit is life. And imparts life to the dead. He gives spiritual resurrection first. Ephesians 2, 4 and 5. But because of his great love for us, God who is rich in mercy made us alive with Christ. Even when we were dead in transgressions, it is by grace we've been saved. But friends, he not only gives us spiritual life, he also raises us from the dead, granting us a glorious, physical, immortal, imperishable body. So we read in Romans 8 and verse 11. And if the spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead is living in you, he who raised Christ from the dead will also give life to your mortal bodies through his spirit who lives in you. His spirit of life, spiritual and physical, life, life is the need of man. And the Holy Spirit who is life gives us life. He regenerates us. He also resurrects our mortal bodies. Remember Jesus said you must be born again. That is born of the spirit. Paul said the letter kills but the spirit gives life. The spirit of the new covenant. Is the life giving spirit. And so we read in Ezekiel 36. I will put my spirit in you. And move you. To follow my decrees. And be careful to keep my laws. 
In 2 Corinthians 3.17, Paul says, where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. Holy Spirit gives life. That is eternal life. Holy Spirit gives freedom. Friends, freedom to say no to sin. Freedom to resist the devil that he may flee from you. Freedom to do righteousness. Spirit who gives us new life also gives us new power. Before our conversion, sin permanently dwelt in the sinner as king, ruling in power. And we read in Romans 7, 17 and 20. The man in Christ Jesus, the man of no condemnation, the man who enjoys freedom from the tyranny of sin and death. In this man, we are told, dwells as king, the Holy Spirit, opposing the defeated sin in him. Let's take a look at uh, Romans 8 and verse 9. You, however, are controlled not by flesh, but by the Spirit. Let's praise God for Holy Spirit controlling us. If the Spirit of God lives, dwells in you, and if anyone does not have the Spirit of Christ, he does not belong to Christ. And verse 11, and if the Spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead is living in you, He who raised Christ from the dead will also give life to your mortal bodies through his spirit who is living in you. Thank God for the Holy Spirit living in us. He is a mighty opponent of finite sin and finite Satan. And in 2 Corinthians chapter 1 verse 21 and 22 we read, Now it is God who makes Both us and you stand firm in Christ. He anointed us, set his seal of ownership on us, and put his spirit in our hearts as a deposit, guaranteeing what is to come. The fullness of salvation is guaranteed. Our glorification is guaranteed by the indwelling Holy Spirit. No condemnation and liberation. The ruling presence of the Holy Spirit is the distinguishing mark of a Christian. Yes, sin is still in us. But thank God, Holy Spirit also operates in us, making us overcomers. So when Paul says the law of the Spirit of life, he is speaking about the internal operation of the Holy Spirit not the objective accomplishment of redemption on Calvary's cross. Internal operation of the Holy Spirit. My problem is within. And Holy Spirit has come into me. And making me an overcomer. Hallelujah. Making me taste victory in Christ. This Holy Spirit unites us to Christ that we enjoy Christ's life forever. We live in his life. Thus we live in his life. It is eternal life. 
So we live in the newness of life. So we bear fruit for God. The law of the spirit of life freed us from the law of sin and death. So number four, what is the meaning of the word law in the phrase law of sin and death? It's a difficult question, but I have the answer, sir. It is the Mosaic law. And we see verse 3, it is the Mosaic law. It is verse 4, the Mosaic law. Verse 7 is the Mosaic law. So it is the Mosaic law. But I must say something else. It is Mosaic law in its reaction and relation and interaction with sin in the sinner. Though the law itself is holy, just, good, and spiritual, in its relationship with the flesh, it results in sin and death. It aggravates sin and leads to death. The law was never given to save anyone. It is not given to impart life. This holy law provokes and stimulates sin and produces condemnation and death. Look at Romans 7 verse 5. For when we were controlled by the flesh sinful nature, the sinful passions aroused by the law, Mosaic law, were at work in our bodies so that we bore fruit for death. The good law. Produces sin and death. Or look at Romans 7, 8 and 9. But sin ceasing the opportunity afforded by the commandment produced in me every kind of covetous desire. For apart from law sin is dead. Once I was alive apart from law. But when the commandment came sin sprang to life and I died. Romans 7 verse 13, did that which is good then become death to me? By no means. But in order that sin might be recognized as sin, it produced death in me through what was good. So that through the commandment, sin might become utterly sinful. Paul says in 1 Corinthians 15, 56, the sting of death is sin. Friends, that's taken away for Christians. And the strength of sin is the law. The law gives strength to sin. It doesn't weaken sin. It gives strength to sin. That's why Christian kids who are born in Christian homes have more trouble. Unless they are born of God. A believer who has experienced liberation of the Holy Spirit. He is set free from law and sin and death and Satan. He died to sin, sir. Chapter 6, verse 2. He died to law. Chapter 7, verse 4. He is not under the rule of sin. He is not under the authority of law. The Christian is led by the Spirit and therefore he is not under law. Galatians 5.18, but if you are led by the Spirit, you are not under law. He is in Christ. He is united to him in his death, burial, and resurrection. And he lives the resurrection life. That's why he receives the peace of God that transcends all human understanding. 
guarding your heart and mind in Christ Jesus. Christians live forevermore. So the believer set free from the laws of sin and death lives eternally in Christ. Why is that? Because Christ will not die again. I was dead, but now I am alive forevermore and I have the keys of hell and death. As believers, we are liberated from this, by the spirit of life, from the Mosaic law in its reaction and collaboration and relation with the sin nature that produced sin and death. There was a connection with the Mosaic law and the law of sin. Romans 7, 23 and 25. There is a connection with the Mosaic law and sin in our body. The man of Romans 7 was a prisoner. He needed freedom. He was serving the law of sin aggravated by the Mosaic law. The deliverance for him has come in Christ Jesus by the law of the spirit of life. Praise God. No condemnation. Liberation forever. And you're talking about eating too much, drinking too much, smoking too much, buying too much. You are a slave, sir. And Jesus Christ sets you free today. Truth sets you free. The mosaic law of God to fallen man is occasion of both the sin and death. Letter kills. Death is sin's natural concomitant. So we read in Romans 5.21 so that just as sin reigned in death or through death sin and death connected. So also Grace might reign through righteousness to bring eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. This death being the wages of sin was destroyed by the death of Christ in our behalf. So we don't die. We sleep. We sleep in Christ Jesus. This death being the wages of sin was destroyed by the death of Christ. In Adam we received sin and death. In Christ we receive righteousness and eternal life. We have been delivered from Adam. And God put us in Christ. Number five, freed me. The term used is a technical term for bringing freedom to slaves. The Holy Spirit has freed us not only from the penalty of sin, but also from its reigning power. Before Satan, sin, and death ruled us, we were their slaves. Now they have no more dominion over us. The law of the spirit of life freed you and me from LSD. Do you know LSD, sir? What does LSD mean? The law of what? Sin and death. We have been taken out of the realm of sin and death, sir. The cry, who shall rescue me from this body of death has been heard. We are no longer in the flesh. Ente sarki. Romans 8, 9, you, however, are controlled not by the Flesh. We are not in the flesh, sir. We have been taken out 
We are now in the spirit. We are in the spirit. We are in Christ. St. Paul says in Colossians 1 and verse 13. God the Father, for God the Father has rescued us from the dominion of darkness and brought us into the kingdom of his beloved Son. Galatians 1 4, the Lord Jesus Christ gave himself for our sins to rescue us from the present evil age. Friends, we are no longer in the sphere of flesh, the sphere of sin and death. Or in the sphere of the law. We are in the sphere of the spirit. We have been taken out of the dominion of Satan, sin and death. We are now in the kingdom of God. Where there is life, righteousness, peace and joy in the Holy Ghost. We have been taken out of Egypt. And brought us into the city of God. The heavenly Jerusalem. Our guilt is gone. And we have power to resist sin and Satan. Satan flees from us. In Christ we are warriors against sin. By the spirit. We read in Romans 8 verse 13. We put to death. We kill the misdeeds of the body. By the Holy Spirit. We are not perfect. Sin is not eradicated from us. But sin has lost its dominion. Now we war against it and defeat it. Now we enjoy freedom from sin and its tyranny. The gospel is the power of God unto salvation to everyone who believes. The gospel liberates us from the situation. Terrible situation. Sin created. Christ was sent to deal with sin. And he defeated Satan and sin forever. Freed, it says. That's Aris tense. It means it was a decisive act. And it took place in the past. We are not being freed daily. We are freed. Once for all. Freed forever, sir. Not going back to slavery or condemnation. We crossed over. In Christ. From death to life. Lehaim. To life. For life. Only Christian can say Lehaim. A great chasm has been fixed. The redeemed cannot go back to condemnation and wrath of God or dominion of sin and death and Satan. Hallelujah. The stronger one, our Lord Jesus Christ, has attacked and defeated the strong one, the devil, and set his hostages free forever, sir. Freedom. So grace reigns now, and so we reign in life who receive abundance of grace and the gift of righteousness. The law of the spirit of life, freed forever, you and me, from the law of sin. And death, its power, its authority, its rule. Hallelujah. We read about this liberation in Romans 6 and other chapters, but Romans 6, the very word is used several times. Eleutero. Look at 614. Sin shall not be your master. That means sin is not your master. 
I'm the censor. 614, you are not under law, means under its authority. Under law means under sin, under condemnation. They are all connected. 617, we were slaves of sin. What does that mean, friends? No longer we are slaves of sin. 617 says we are free, we obeyed from the heart of the gospel. Paul received apostleship to call the Gentiles to the obedience that comes from faith. If you are not an obedient Christian, you are not a Christian. There is no disobedient Christian and obedient Christian. We have been set free, verse 18, chapter 6, from the control of sin. Apotes Amatias, from the control of sin. Here the same Greek verb is used, eleutheroa, which is Irish passive form, meaning God has set us free. God has set us free forever. And God has done it in the past. And 618, God has enslaved us to righteousness. Our freedom from sin is freedom to serve righteousness. We are slaves now to righteousness, to God. Again, verse 19, before we are slaves of sin, committed continually uncleanness, lawlessness, and wickedness leading to death. Now we are slaves of righteousness leading to holiness. Sanctification is the evidence that God has saved us, justified us. And verse 22, we have been set free from the control of sin and enslaved to God. We produce fruit unto holiness resulting in eternal life. There is no neutrality or autonomy for a Christian. But notice, God saved us from one slavery and brought us into another slavery. There is no neutrality or autonomy for a Christian. We are still slaves. We serve a different master. God triune, who gave justification in place of condemnation, power in place of weakness, and life in place of death, ability to live a holy life and not a life of uncleanness. He brought us out of hell. And brought us into heaven. It is for freedom that Christ has set us free. Says Paul. Use your freedom to serve God. And serve one another in love. How should we enjoy this freedom of the spirit? Listen to St. Paul in Galatians 5 verse 16. So I say live by the spirit. By his control. By his authority. By his power. Live by the spirit. And you will not gratify the lust of the flesh. That's a guarantee. Live by the Holy Spirit means to be led by the Spirit. The Spirit is the Spirit of holiness. He is the Spirit of truth. He is the Spirit of power. He is the Spirit of love. He leads us in the narrow way, the way of righteousness, the highway of holiness, the way of the word of which he is the author. And the same Holy Spirit leads us into his holy church where you have vital connectedness with God's people. 
But what people need is autonomy. I come, I leave. You know why? You are not delivered from the law of sin and death. You are the same old autonomous tyrant. Friends, tyranny or freedom. Uncleanness or holiness. Condemnation or justification. Death or life. Joy or misery. What do you answer? Thank God. There is therefore now no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus. Thank God there is liberation in Christ Jesus. Thank God we can live a victorious Christian life. Thank God we can be overcomers. Since we have been set free, let us enjoy freedom. How? By serving Jesus Christ. Paul enjoyed this freedom to the fullest. So he called himself in Romans 1 and verse 1. Paulus doulos Christus. Paul a slave of Christ Jesus. Let us also call ourselves slaves of the only sovereign, our Lord Jesus Christ. There is no greater honor than to be called slave of Jesus Christ, who himself was known as the suffering servant. If you are not in Christ Jesus, you are outside. You are under condemnation. You are a slave of sin and death. May truth of the gospel set you free today. If the Son sets you free, you are free indeed. Repent of your sins. Trust in Christ alone and his work of atonement. He breaks the iron yoke of slavery for you. He sets every repenting sinner free. Be free today. As Christ makes you free now. Let us praise God for our freedom. Which no president, no Supreme Court, no government can take away. Paul was God's free man. Though he was in chains. In the Roman prison. And yet rejoicing in the Lord. It's a great freedom sir. Heavenly Father, we pray that you help us to rejoice in this freedom brought about by the Spirit. Freedom from the law of sin and death. And may we use this freedom to disobey sin and Satan and to obey Jesus Christ our Lord in whose name we pray. Amen. You have been listening to Grace and Glory Audio of this message entitled, Freedom from Tyranny. Come back soon for more transforming Bible teaching from Pastor P.G. Matthew.